So I had my realtor drive by today and asked me and sent me a text message. Is, can you please, if possible, have somebody help you and clean up the leaves and kind of clean it up? Because you know, when you have photographers come out with the realtors, you know, they'll take their best pictures. But, you know, curbside appeal, which I already know this, is very important. I told him I've been asking for help. I've been asking my family to help and I've got no help. But <laughs> they don't help me. I've not received any physical help. Um, I don't. I don't know what else to do. I literally contacted myself a couple of companies on leaves. This is a screenshot of. I'm just going to say it as as it is. Let's call it out for what it is. Taking advantage of somebody that you know is sick. Because let's face it, where I live, everybody knows everybody's business. But I don't know their business because it's not my goddamn business and I just don't care and I'm not that person. I'm not a petty gossiper. I don't like that stuff. I don't want that stuff around me. I don't like it. I've never been into it. I was just in Ohio. Everywhere I lived, everybody helped each other out. You know, everybody baked cookies. Everybody was nice, friendly. It wasn't for a hidden agenda. People extended olive branch out. I've done that in Indiana. Whatever, you know. I'm not going to stop who I am as a person with a good heart and good soul. I'm not going to do it. But I needed, you know, I needed something today. And this evening I listened to my voicemail. And I know I'm in the right hands with therapy. And I'll follow up with the voicemail that she left me. I know I'm in the right hands. When someone can truly see me for who I am and what I'm going through and struggles. And I'm still alive. And it's been tough as hell. I busted my ass for over six hours. This person was $200 an hour. I'm going to contact them tomorrow and tell them after treatment and I get blessed and God allows me to continue living and I can live another year and I get a good win and it's leaf season again. Is you may want to hire me. Here's some photos. Now, I charge $250 an hour. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I'm not. Is that how I'm going back? I busted my ass. I'm not feeling well. Rightfully so. I haven't caught a break. I used to say don't call me Superwoman. No, you can call me Superwoman and Wonder Woman. Because I wear multiple capes. I didn't have anybody offer to help me. Nobody's come over to ask me to help me. I've extended all the branches out. You know, I don't know if it has to do with Eric. I don't know if it's the garbage gossip from a big mouth. That uh, is in the bloodline that just ran everybody like for over a decade, and people have a conscience now are coming forward. And I've, I've heard everything. There's nothing left to hear. But Big Mouth never apologized because narcissistic people feel they don't know an apology, but they got a conscience because we all do. That's the universe and karma. That's not to do with me. So the therapist said that's their character flaw. It's garbage. That's them. That's not you. Just walk away and keep walking. They owe you a long overdue apology and they could seek some therapy individual because they need it. Because there's things that have transpired and I have read court transcripts that literally spin my head. Not okay. Not okay at all. Don't do that to sin. No. You don't know. Mm-mm. No. No way. No how. No. No. Mm-mm. And if somebody's sick, I always say, man, you got to play cautious. Be cautious. You know? I believe there's a God. I believe, you know, guardian angels watch us. I believe our loved ones watch us in heaven. You know? You be careful how you treat people. I grew up with neighbors and stuff, and I just grew up, you know, maybe I'm just, I don't know. I'm just a different person from a different spool of threads, all I got to say, because I'm not like anybody else. 
There ain't no way in hell I'd be treating anybody sick. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. I see somebody struggling and they need help, and I know what they're dealing with. I don't care where, I mean, everybody where I live knows what I'm going through. It's not a mystery. It's not a big scooby-doo-doo. Let nobody help me. I'll bust in my ass. Now I got a realtor wanting to have a photographer over and take pictures right for the stove. The house outside is a mess with leaves. I spent two, what, two and a half, almost three hours today. I spent uh, so far six hours. Um, I've re- realized somebody, a friend of mine, said that I'm loyal to a fault, and because I've been loyal to them, really, in reality, you just needed to say I've been too loyal to you to a fault, and it's easy for you to take advantage of me. Because if a Bengals game and drinking beer is more important than me, and I've been friends with you over 10 years, I allowed you back into my life as a friend under the stipulation that, listen, you've done some things that are hurtful to me as a friend. And I've made peace and other people that I've been friends with for a lot longer have walked back into my life and we've talked about things and I have no problems or issues. So I don't know, friend, if the toxicity of some garbage came your direction but my therapist tends to think you were also one of those people contacted and you just don't want to tell me. She actually believes you're still being contacted and being put up to helping me. That you really don't want to help me. You're just being put up to it. The same group of people. Everybody else is conscious cleared. And people in reservations. I used to know. You know connected people. You know, We just leave it there. And uh, people from school. People I grew up around. Everybody's clearly conscious. Um, I have respect for people that come forward and tell me, listen, this is what I heard and this is what was going on. And, and uh, I'm clear my conscious in other ways. It means people have come forward and send me emails. Um, I respect that. You know, but I'm starting with my therapist. I believe that um, the same group of people that one individual ran garbage everywhere, you know, and people who buy garbage via email or phone call or something by eyes and ears, and you don't know both sides of the story, and you didn't choose to come to me with the garbage, you might as well go up to Rumpke Landfill or a recycle bin and just take a fork and knife and plate and start eating. Because if you're going to feed yourself that garbage, then you might as well eat real garbage because that's what you're doing. Um, We don't do that. If you have an issue with someone or if you're questionable, then you come to me. We'll sit down and wouldn't you rather have a cup of coffee than a plate of garbage from recycle bins or drumkey? You don't walk around or you you just don't, I don't know. You know, I lived in Ohio. As neighbors, we helped each other out. Um, My neighbor was elderly. Um, We shoveled the driveway. We made sure they're taken care of. Myself and somebody else I was with, um, I know that this is a podcast, I know that they can wholeheartedly agree, is we had somebody that we live next door to in a townhouse, and um, they were sick, and we knew it, and um, people were not nice to her. She had Crohn's disease, and she was on dialysis. We befriended her when everybody else was just like, uh, whatever. She was the nicest, one of the nicest people in the world we ever met. Um, we gained her trust, you know, and uh, we helped her. We helped her. We got her mail. We got food if she needed it. We answered her calls. I took her to dialysis the times that I did. We should nobody take her. You know? Who turned on her was her family. Her entire family just tossed her. You know? And she said, I felt like I was a burden because they were treating her as a burden. Um, she committed suicide. Um, person listened to this, you know, because you know, because we both befriended her. We had authorization at Kroger's to pick up her prescriptions. The last uh, grocery list she had, you went up and got it. And I was aware because she told us she needed a box of Twinkies, a gallon of milk, and her prescription, which we realized was pain medicine. We probably didn't know what it was then, but it was pain medicine. 
We realized it after the fact. She committed suicide um, before the holidays. Um, we bought her her last meal and did not know what she was planning on doing. Um, she wasn't supposed to have Twinkies and milk. She admitted that to me on the phone because of Crohn's disease. She said, but that's what I like and those are my favorites. I think she had something else on the list. She gave us a piece of paper we picked up. I don't know. You'd probably be able to tell me listening. Um, that wasn't okay. The way her family treated her. Alster had nothing to do with her. Wasn't helping her out. Omitted her. Didn't include her. Was damn right, damn cruel as hell. Well, I hope her family has a conscience. I'm sure it does. I'm sure, as my therapist said, is eating them alive right now to speak for the people who are still alive. Because that's been a long time ago of how we don't treat family. Her family wasn't family. Um, she couldn't get past the hurt. Um, she was alive but being treated like she was dead. Her name was Brenda. <sighs> A neighbor said they saw her that night and pinpointed it back to the time, exact time, and saw her walking around in a gown. Very oddly, they said. They thought she was maybe getting some air, fresh air. She sometimes went out in a robe. Um, she was really sick. Um, it was a matter of a little bit of a week, didn't see her. I had a very vivid dream. I woke up with somebody tapping my shoulder and said, could you call the cops? My body's over next door. Myself and somebody else went over. We'd open her door and yell her name. Brenda, are you here? We figured she was sleeping. And then we kept seeing her car was still there. I figured maybe somebody, she was staying with or something. When her dialysis center started calling me, I knew the day before something was up. And we talked about it like, this is odd. This is weird. What got me is, was that vision. This is a truth to help me, God, last breath, is a vision. I woke up. I went to the window that is the same level as her windows in the townhouse. And I saw a ton of flies over on her side. Right then and there, I knew it wasn't just a mere coincidence. It wasn't a vision. This was her coming to me. I called an ambulance and I said, I don't know what's going on. I had a strange dream. Can you please send an ambulance? I think my neighbor is deceased next door. I'll never forget the 911 tape because investigators got to listen to it. Um, I remember the detective, I was talking to him and he came over to talk to me and I had actually the chief of police um, helped me to get through because it was very traumatizing. Um, as he said, it took me weeks to get that smell of her body that was there for a week and a half and it literally melted into the floorboards. Um, in order to remove her body, we had to cut the floorboard that she was laying on. Those were maggots and those were flies. And that was definitely her coming to you uh, because she was in that gown that you saw and they ever saw. Um, she committed suicide. She left a note for her family that stopped having her come over, stopped including her, didn't allow her to see nieces and nephews that she had, just omitted her like she was already dead. She was alive. What she struggled the most with wasn't her health. But as a detective said, the chief of police, she struggled with a broken heart from her family. And you and him, the person I was with then, you gave her something she didn't have as she felt wanted and needed. And she felt human and treated with respect and decency and kindness. Um, we had authorization from Kroger's to pick up her medicine. She gave it to us. We had no idea. As they said, you wouldn't have known what she was doing. But she had planned this out very carefully. She got her favorite Christmas tree, and she wrote letters to each family member. And she said, because of you, I committed suicide. Um, she tried to reconnect with her family. Her family just kept admitting her. 
um, what had to do with her, wasn't inviting her to functions. We knew this, me and somebody else, because we lived next door to it. It was disgusting, the way her family treated her. Damn right cruel. But we don't do to people that are sick. I'll never forget that, you know? Um, I had neighbors, no matter where I lived, I was just known. Maybe I'm just a different person, and God made me from a different spool of thread and fabric. But I made cookies, I do things, I snow shovel, whatever. Um, somebody moved in, you introduce yourself, you extend an olive branch. I've done all that. But sometimes you live in areas and stuff, and just are not welcome. Um, I had a, outside because I figure I have to get this house together for the realtor photographer, so I don't have a choice. Um, <laughs> you know. Nobody offered to help. My surprise? No. <laughs> no. I'm not Superwoman. I'm Wonder Woman, too. I wear multiple capes. Hi, my name's Kimberly. How are you? I would think a lot about things, you know? Um, and having to lose my therapist said completely change your life. It's like she said, and somebody told you before, is um, sometimes you have to kill off the old you to... Uh, burst and emerge out of this cocoon is this butterfly really it's an allergy you're almost there Kimberly you know you have to rid what doesn't serve you well and people that are nice and people that don't they don't want to help you um you're not part of them you know you've been on your own for a while but you have reintroduced yourself you have taken this new path of life you've found true happiness you're meeting people that respect you and people that are normal, that respect you, respect you as a person, and the kindness and compassion is there both ways, you know? Um, I'm meeting men that are a lot older than me. I wouldn't say a lot older in their 60s, you know? But they're a different stage of life. Um, intellectual conversations and treating me as a lady, as a woman. And that's what I deserve. So I'm on the right path for therapists. What I really needed to hear was her voicemail, and I'm going to follow it up with this, parts of it anyway. Um, it's what I needed to hear. And I realized that I'm damn lucky I'm in the right hands. I went from two sessions a week now to three. Because as she said, if I have to hold your hand and guide you to stop patterns that are self-destructive and get away from people that don't respect you, that are not loyal to you, that I will do it. I'm allowing her to guide me. And she hasn't steered me wrong at all. As she said, when you feel a certain way, you can't have the luxury of holding it back. You need to release it. Anger is not a bad thing. Anger is a form of expression, as she said. And everybody has a right to be angry. And if you have a reason to be angry, you have a reason. You're upset. You're doing all this manual work. Nobody's helping you. People know. You've asked people for help. And nobody's helping you still. You have a right to be angry. You have a right to be upset. And you have a right to be disappointed. So please do so. Because then the next day, once you release that, it's a healthy release. Then you'll find yourself at peace the next day. And I have always, and I always will. Um, as she said, if somebody consistently keeps saying, you act like the world's against you, as she said, that's someone that has a problem. There's some type of problem within them. There's nothing to do with you. Why somebody would say this, as she said, is very odd. You're allowed to express how people have treated you, and it's not okay. But as she said, coming back with that type of excuse for their own pattern of behavior is inexcusable and unacceptable. As she said, conversation over. Um, things you don't say to someone that you have hurt. And you have neglected. Not okay, as she said. But um, I learned a lot today, you know. 
Um, I've realized I'm never going to change the person I am. Um, I've always wore my heart on my sleeve. I'm not going to change that. I continue to let my guards out, guards down and be free, but to the right people and to put my guards up and to be very guarded and very cautious, extremely cautious to the people that I need to be, that I know I need to be. I've learned that it's okay to speak your mind and it's far okay to be angry. If she said, if you need to yell, cuss, scream, that's perfectly fine. It's called emotion. It's called feeling. And as she said, a lot more people need to do it instead of bottling things up. Or as a second person, as she said, that has treated me in therapy is too many people do that. And that's why there's too many cardiologists in the world and too many heart attacks. This shouldn't happen senselessly because people don't know how to feel and express themselves. And anger is a form of expression. And it's perfectly healthy, she says, to release it and not let it bottle up. If you release it right away, you release it. I feel better because I've released today. I'd be very frustrated, but most importantly, disappointed. Um, I know who I am as a person. I'll always extend an olive branch out to people. Um, I guess you can hate my guts and I'll continue um, giving you my kindness. <laughs> That's all I got to say. But I realize it's okay to wear many capes because I have. Um, I've done things and I have continued pushing my body to things that should, should not be pushing myself to do. But as she said, the wrong people are watching. That's not what you do. You help. I know that. Um, I know that. You know, um, there's behavior not acceptable, you know, and healthy boundaries are down and they'll remain down. Um, there's some people that must show me and she must know that they are seeking therapy um, before ever crossing paths or being in the same room um, because there was bad behavior that was not okay, that they feel is acceptable to act towards me and sending emails that are not okay. And it's not anybody new. It's just the same. You know, but please don't listen to garbage. And it's a good analogy. If you're not going to go up to a recycle bin or a dumpster and see to sit down with a fork and a knife and a plate and eat garbage, then don't eat garbage that people feed you if you don't know somebody. Um, don't judge somebody. You know, instead of garbage, maybe you want to sit down with a cup of coffee and you probably want to drink a great cup of coffee before recycle garbage, right? I would think so. But this is a society we live in. It's sad. Um, I had a blower. I, it hasn't even been two weeks. Literally, I had to go up and take it to the, back to the retailer. Um, fired it up within five, not even five minutes. And it's short, short out. And they literally were like, there's no way. You know, I'm like, yeah. So they plugged up the charger. And they even tried it there. And they were like, this is, wow. I said, yeah. So they said, they just don't make things like they used to. I said, well, I'm glad I have an actual, another blower, you know. Um, I always said the only thing I'll buy is Black & Decker and thank God, you know, the new stove and that cooker and broil I got is Black & Decker because it's never, it's never led me wrong. But she said Black & Decker's been along, around for a long time. But she made a comment and she said, have you ever noticed? And I said, what? And she said that we live in an area where nobody helps anybody out. I thought to myself, is God listening or something? I actually laughed and I said, I'm sorry I'm not laughing at you. I said, I've noticed this. I said, I thought it was me. I just figured maybe I'm sick and people don't want to be around. And people are sick. And she said, no, I live by the golf course. And she said, and I told my husband the other day, we have an elderly neighbor that literally was outside with a broom trying to get her leaves away so she can go get the mail. I told my husband and he said, don't worry, I'm going over there. She said it really made him sick because he watched a guy who has a contractor business across the way who watched our elderly neighbor go out by herself many times and never offered to help her. 
He said she, he would just go back inside. He said he's got kids and all they do is sit inside. He said the problem is with the parents. They allow their kids to sit behind a computer screen and playing games and that. And they don't teach the boys how to be men. I told her, I said, I used to live in Ohio. I'm not used to seeing this. And she said, you're not the only one. She said, everybody just sits behind a computer screen and complains. But nobody takes the time, she said, to help each other out. She's like, it never used to be like this. It's generation area. Generational area? I'm sorry, I think that's what generational yeah where people basically what she's saying is houses have been in generations and people who grew up and raised here they grew up and raised here but she says never been like this she asked me how old i was i told her and she said well i'm only five years younger she says so i'm telling you you're off around here it's nothing to do with you don't take it personally i said i don't i said i've extended all the branches out and it's whatever i said people are entitled whatever you know whatever and she said don't worry it's not you it's people around here nobody talks to each other and she said the neighbors don't help each other out anymore um, they're not kind to each other. I said, I don't know enough around here, but I can say one thing. When I lived in Ohio, totally different. You know, I said, I'm just different. I said, you know, but that's just me. And she said, no, it's not you. It's this area. I was like, wow. You know, it made me feel better. Because, you know, you have people who judge you and they know you're sick and they expect you to look a certain way or whatever. I mean, goddamn, what do you want? You know, I don't look like I used to look. Hello? But if you listen to garbage from recycled garbage and you want to feed yourself and you don't even take the time to even get to know me, you know, you get a cup of coffee, whatever, you know, that's your problem, not mine. But uh, I don't treat people like that. You know, if somebody needs help, whatever, help them. Um, I know somebody's sick or has something. Um, I'm an empath and I know what it's like to be sick. I didn't ask for stuff. I was born with something autoimmune in the mother's womb. It's documented fact. Period. I have all my medical records now. I also have all court transcripts of some really outrageous, it's just, it, as my therapist said, disgusting. I'm just going to leave that there, that topic there. Disgusting. Things you don't do. You don't do. And a judge who literally just, let's just say, was not okay. Was not okay at all either. Um, it put boundaries down. I had to put boundaries down. And um, any individual take part, you have to seek therapy. Um, and I have to know you see a therapist. Um, wish you well, but I will never, ever subject myself to be in the same room or breath of air near you. Um, you did things that were downright um, not okay. And it's documented. And uh, transcripts are transcripts, and they're typed out. And those are your words. Um, I realized it wasn't just one person. It's scary. I stay away from that. Because that's not good. It's not okay. Uh, I don't feel comfortable. Um, and rightfully so. Um, but my therapist and myself, we've made and helped put peace. Um, she has given me apologies for those, as she said, that have owed you apologies. And that are too much up in here. Which she's showing me on video. Um, e visits their head to give you an apology. And she said, you are so owed an apology and it's so wrong how they have treated you and it's so not okay and I just want to set you free and apologize on behalf of their behavior she read everything it's not a joke um, but we shouldn't judge people um, don't expect somebody to feel a certain way look a certain way um, I wear multiple capes um, I haven't had any pity parties I don't accept them I've not received gifts for pity parties so that's a joke if you ever hear somebody say something like that, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard that's like somebody who has a problem within themselves 
and has, you know, needs some therapy saying that, oh, so-and-so thinks the world's against them. That's just weird. Um, it's very weird. That's uh, not adult behavior. It's very weird. Um, please talk to somebody about that. That's just strange. But um, I did I did more work than I wanted to do. And um, luckily, I celebrated Halloween yesterday. And I told two friends that I reconnected with, I was like, you know, why don't we all like decorate? Because they hadn't decorated pumpkins. And I know they said it's corny. And I'm like, Did, you know, corny. I was like, get it, Halloween. Because <laughs> that's just me. I like to find humor when I'm going through things that aren't pleasant and deal with unpleasant people. And trials and tribulations. It's like Robin Williams said, it's far more energy to cry than it is to laugh. You know, laughing's free, you know. And I think we all need to laugh. And especially somebody like me going through what I am. I learned to laugh. But um, over this week, I just sit there and shake my head, you know. It's like a therapist said, it's not this, it's nothing to do with you. It's just a disappointment in people. And how we're a society where we know we do hurtful things and we have a self-arrogance that we don't apologize. We don't take the time to realize our actions may be hurtful. And people that actually have learned through therapy, like myself, have learned how to express ourselves and speak and feel and communicate. But unfortunately, she says, some of these people that are still in your life don't have that maturity level to do that. You know? Well, we have to figure out what we do with these people. You know? Because it's never going to work. And I agree. But I'm thankful for the people that I've met. And for me, I'm just not comfortable telling people anything about my medical journey. Um, or challenges. I want people, as my therapist agreed, allow people to meet you for you. Not a condition, not what you're going through. Podcast is for me. It's therapeutic. Um, I don't discuss the podcast and I never will. Um, that's for me, you know. Um, but when it comes to my medical struggle, I kept that, as she said, you kept that for many, many years before you got offered a position for a very reputable company, a large corporation, and they judged you as an employee and a tremendous asset, as she said, based off of your work ethic, not what was going on with your health. So it's okay to do that with new people you've met. And I have, and I continue. And like she said, find another group. Now that walking is kind of over with, of finding a different group. I mean, I realize how many groups there are out there on different platforms that you can join, and then you connect um, with other counties, not within the county I'm in, um, but other counties, you know, where you go in as you and not being judged off of what somebody has heard and read from somebody who's given nothing but garbage about you, which is mere garbage, as she said. Some people call it smear campaign, but she said they have decided with a fork and knife and, and at the table have went down to recycle bin is what they're doing is garbage. And they would probably eat that too, but we don't do that. You know, adults, mature adults don't do that and they don't do that stuff either. Um, very slanderous. You don't do that as an adult. Mature adult doesn't do that. You don't do that. But um, I, I probably won't mention, you know, medical unless necessarily, you know, ever cross that path of time, whatever. But as she said, by that time, if somebody knows you, they know you. And they already like you and judge you and new friends in that based off of you and your personality and just you. There's nothing to do with your medical stuff. Um, I've done that with work. And... I do that now with my personal life. And the podcast is off limits. Podcast is for me. But um, I've learned a lot. 
um, through physical labor and extending and pushing myself to limits that are not, they're not okay. Um, shouldn't happen. And this screenshot of a text message of myself asking for help of, you know, those that be knowing that I'm sick. And this is, as she's sick, told, taking advantage of somebody that you know is ill. And $200 an hour, as she said, is ridiculous. But I plan on coming back tomorrow letting this individual know that if I do get a good win and God gives me a brand new body and I have a miraculous miracle <laughs> and it happens like leaf season, I actually will do better than all your male employees and I will charge $250 an hour. I'm neat, clean, and tidy. And I think I would be a tremendous asset to your company. And a lot of men would like to hire a woman to do some labor, you know, maybe motivate their own better half, girlfriend, you know, person they live with, partner. <laughs> Gotta laugh sometimes in life, you know. It's been a trying day. But um, one thing's for certain is the people who have disappointed you still continue to disappoint. So thank you for at least being consistent. I hope everyone had a very, very nice, happy, boo-spectacular Halloween. I'm going to uh, continue celebrating and have a day tomorrow and uh, enjoy it with those that be in new people in my life and uh, do something nice for myself and my fur kids, you know? Um, you can't change people and their behavior, and I can't say it enough, but you choose who you're around, and you choose what you tolerate. Make sure that you have people that unconditionally love you, support you, and a true, true people who understand sometimes when you struggle, a drop of a hat, trust me by saying, they'll be there.